Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Are you ready to cultivate the inner self-care we need to create the outer success we want? Well, we're going to tell you how how to do it with Chaz Scott right here, right now on Polly Campbell's Simply Said. Hello and welcome to Polly Campbell's Simply Said. I'm Polly and this is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good and be happy. And if you need some pumping up today, this is the show for you. Ready for a little inspiration? We've talked about inspiration here before. You know, it's not something that we can contrive. We can't make it happen, but we can create the conditions for inspiration to happen. And one of the ways to do that is to be around people that pick us up people with great ideas and and lots of positive energy people that make us think and that we can connect with and that's why i have chaz scott back on the show today welcome back chaz oh thank you so much polly i'm excited to be here well you know we talked to you in october of 2022 and at that time i think episode 187 we talked about living an abundant life and at that time you told me you were working on a book and i said hey call me when you're ready and we'll talk about the book and you got in touch and here we are you have a book coming out i sure do and i'm so excited it's my first book and i just i really just want to help people well i think the book you know i got a sneak peek it's a fantastic book and it was a very easy yes for me to have you back because uh the things you talk about self-care and inspiration and positive mindset and persisting despite adversity. These are the things that we all encounter in our life. And you've been training leaders in this kind of stuff, peak performance, well-being, sustainable success for, for years now. You're the executive director and the chief creative optimist of Positively Caviar, which is a nonprofit focused on optimism and resilience and helping disrupt youth mental health stigmas in underserved communities. You've been in this world for a while now. Tell me, Chaz, how you wound up here to begin with. You've got a really exciting book coming out about success and inner work to create outer success and self-care. Where did all this start gelling for you? How did you wind up here? Yeah, no, that's a really good question, Polly. I don't know if we talked about it last episode, but um, I was in college and I was really having a tough time with just trying to navigate my life. And um, I ran across this book titled Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, and it really just changed my entire life. 
at that point in time, I started to realize how important my internal thoughts affected my external circumstances, which led me to just become completely inspired with the knowledge I was consuming and then give that information to kids in a fun, innovative way. And that's how we started Positively Caviar um, to help disrupt uh, mental stigmas in Baltimore and D.C., and at that time, it was so funny because we started doing these workshops with youth and the youth were enjoying it. They started really seeing the changes and they enjoyed the tools on how to disrupt negative self-talk. And a lot of people kept, kept coming up to you know, um, our, our workshops and emailing us and said, hey, do you guys have any of these tools for professionals, entrepreneurs, for myself? And I was like, no, no, we're focused on 11 to 18 year olds right now. Um, but it wasn't until that I went through my own experience with burnout, with anxiety and being stressed when I was running a nonprofit and also having a full-time job that I realized many of the tools that we're teaching youth, all of us also need. Um, to continue to wear any hat that we're wearing as a mother, as a father, um, as a professional in the workplace. I realized how important it is that we take care of ourselves and we have that self-care for ourselves daily. And that's what led me to this book. Because um, in 2017, I was burnt out. I was stressed. Matter of fact, I was so, I had lack of so much sleep that I was literally probably like falling asleep at the steering wheel yeah. at stoplights, right? Just trying to work hard and help youth and just continue to perform and persist. And I realized how important it was to take care of myself. Yeah. You know, I think it all comes down to that. And I think it's interesting that you came at it this from this youth perspective, because as I've been raising my daughter, there hasn't been, she's 17 now, but when we started the journey with her, there wasn't a lot of stuff for kids about resilience or we have this tendency to think, oh, they're just kids. They don't, you know, they don't have the same degree of stress. They don't have this, but it's all relative, right? We all do for where we're at in our life. We are all dealing with real adversity. It doesn't matter our age or circumstance. We're all dealing with stresses. We're all dealing with heartache and hurt. And, and I really know from my work and how I feel personally, we all want to do well too. We want to be good people. We want to succeed and provide for our family and, and create meaning in the world. I don't think any age is, uh, is limited from those feelings. That's, kind of how we're made up as people, don't you think? I completely agree with you. And I, I think that's one of the key points in terms of when I started researching all of these topics and I read every book I could on neuroscience, positive psychology. Um, I studied everybody in the secret law of attraction. I studied all that stuff just to try to improve the quality of my life. And what I realized was if I knew all of this information when I was a child, if I was a teenager, if I was a college student, my life would have been completely different because I would have been able to manage my anxieties, manage my negative emotions, be, be better equipped to make better decisions, um, understand that the way I eat affects how I feel internally. Like all of these things that you just wish that you were taught in school. It's not until you go through a health crisis or you get depressed or you have anxiety and you have some sort of 
change in your life that you really like start seeking these resources um, sometimes, or sometimes you're just truly inspired and you go down that path. But I find when you provide these resources in a digestible way to youth um, as well as professionals, um, they want to use it because we all want to improve the quality of our lives. And we all want to be happy. We all want to be successful and we want to get to success faster than it, you know, it normally takes, but we also want to enjoy the ride as well. The worst thing that you can do is climb the mountain, get to the peak, and then realize you've been climbing the wrong mountain. And then not only that, you haven't been enjoying the process. That's one of the worst things that you can do in your life. So my book, Success Starts Within, is about coming into an alignment with yourself, understanding your why, understanding your purpose, doing those integrative daily habits that can really elevate the quality of your life right now and the here and now and not later. So you're not waiting for your future accomplishment to feel abundant. You're not waiting for you to accomplish a goal to feel happy. You feel happy right now through these integrative practices in the book. I, I totally buy into that. If we do the tiniest, best right thing for us right now, that that's going to make the next five minutes feel a little better. And we string together this whole great life of these little moments in time where we felt good. When we feel better, we do better. And I think you touched on it right then. And I want to get into this now. You know, we got to sleep better. We got to eat better. We got to start with the fundamentals and also then move to the mindset. Your book is called Success Starts Within, Achieve Your Potential Through Radical Self-Care. All right, self-care, self-care. Do I need to go to a spa? Do I need to lose weight? What is self-care, Chaz? I hear it all the time. How do you define it? That's a good question. Although I definitely encourage folks to do the spa thing, get the massages, light a candle. I, I think those are really great. Um, when I talk about the term self-care and in this book, radical self-care, we're talking about your pattern of thought, You know how you think, um, as well as your mindset, um, some of your daily habits, your self-image, um, a lot of these things, as well as your subconscious mind, right? A lot of these things aren't necessarily taught in school, but they can radically transform your life. And it's just these little daily habits that can really kind of just awaken you to the fact of how I think determines the quality of my life and the actions that I take can also enhance the quality of my life. There's many of the neuroscience studies that I've um, grabbed up and put into the book, but um, you know, that's what self-care is all about, filling up your cup so you can abundantly pour into others. But not only that, what I talk about in the book is filling up your cup so you can abundantly pour into others, but you're not depleting your soul in the process. You are consciously um, integrating these practices to fill up your cup daily so you're able to be a better leader, so you're able to be a better mother, so you're able to be a better husband and spouse. And, you know, many of the practices in the book have changed my life. And um, I'm hoping that readers uh, could start to use some of these techniques to help improve the quality of theirs. Check it out. Success Starts Within by Chaz Scott. I've got a sneak peek and it's worth a read. And one thing you say in that book, Chaz, is our success is only as viable as our inner health. What does that mean? I'm glad that you pulled that because that's actually one of my favorite sentences in the book. I'm like, I love this sentence. So the reason why this is important is because, you know, throughout my life, and I feel like definitely in America, we're always taught to work harder, 
put in more hours and my life will get better, right? The quality of my life will get better. And there's nothing wrong with working hard and striving for more. But one of the things that I've realized when it comes to mental health, as well as the quality of your life and achieving your goals in life, it's not necessarily the striving that gets you the happiness or the joy or the well-being. It's the process of ensuring you're taking care of yourself in the process. So in the book, I talk about all of these different studies in neuroscience that are basically showing that when we take care of ourself, our health and our well-being, this can accelerate our success. But not only that, we're taking care of our well-being. So I always encourage folks, like if you got to write a book or write a paper or a, a task that requires a whole bunch of concentration and effort, put your well-being first, exercise first, do a meditation session, do, do some breath work, take a break because when you allow your mind to become relaxed and you spin down your sympathetic nervous system and spin up your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest, um, when you're in a relaxful state, it enhances your mental capacities as well as your focus and your concentration. So you can do the job better and do it faster. Imagine that, you know, the grunt work of striving and hard work um, can only take us so far in life. And it only naturally leads us to, to more anxiety and more stress. What I found in my own life is when I start doing these practices, the inner health and the inner well-being comes first and your success is naturally expressed. Your success is naturally um, coming out of you because your body is in a state where you're able to perform at your best. So that's what that statement means. I, I love that. And I think that's essential. We we get in this mindset, well, if I just keep pushing, I'm going to get this one more thing done and then I'll, I'll wrap it up or I'll keep pushing, I'll keep pushing. And we become ineffective. We also become ill. We also become unhappy. Whereas when we're playing to the tool of our mind and our body and our soul, when we're, when we're in alignment with those things and taking care of ourselves in that way not only do we get the stuff done that's hard we're more efficient at it and we have a better time doing it we feel more satisfied by the end of it i love that i love that thinking all right i we are gonna go to a break and when we come back i have a big question for you i want to know what psychological what you call it psychological stability looks like that's a big term and i want to get into that when we come back in just a minute on polly campbell simply said part of the best business network of electrocast And we are back. I'm Polly. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, and we're here with author, consultant. Uh, he talks to us about mindset and peak, peak performance. This is Chaz Scott. We're here talking about his work and his new book, Success Starts Within. Check it out. I think you can get it pre-ordered now. Um, Chaz, before we went to break, I read this big term and I hear a lot about mental health and well-being and so forth. You talk about psychological stability. Does that mean we're just calm and connected all the time? Or what is that? How do we explain that? How do we understand that term? 
No, that's a good question. And I'm going to start with a story to kind of help with this. So um, this is a real life story. It happened last week. You know, one of the things that I've started to do is started to make sure that I have like a meditation session in the morning um, to help me in all the different stressors throughout my life. So last week, um, I have a strict um, time to go to bed typically, and it's typically around 9.30 PM because I, you know, I have a morning routine and, um, you know, my wife knows if I kind of uh, go to sleep or go to sleep late. Um, it kind of just messes up with my entire week. So I take it very seriously. Um, so I walk downstairs at 9 PM and my wife says, uh, Chaz, you know, we're seeing ants, um, in the kitchen and I need your help to clean the entire kitchen right now at 9 PM. <laughs> and the first thing I'm thinking about is I got to get to sleep. I got to make sure I brush my teeth. I, you know, I'm worried about all the tasks that I have to do the next day. And the reason why I'm telling this story is because that was initially my first thought, right? The, the, um, my sympathetic nervous system rising, my fight or flight senses going and, and stressing about it. But one of the things that I've realized is when you start to engage in more self-awareness, meditation and mindfulness practices, it creates space between stimuli and um, your response to that stimuli. So in this case, the stimuli was, Chaz, I need you to stay up with me and clean the kitchen and clean out the ants here. And for me, I was like, oh my goodness, I don't have time for this. But because I've been practicing um, more awareness and being able to allow the emotion to rise within myself, but not attach myself to it. I was able to let the emotion rise, but also let it fall and come up with a proper response. And also know that if I don't take care of this now, the whole ant issue in the house could get worse in the morning. So this is a perfect example of psychological stability and being able to feel your emotions, but also manage them. Right, because we we want to be able to feel them. Because what happens is, if you feel negative emotions um, and you don't allow them to uh, go through their cycle or repress them, um, of course that gets situated into the body and it tends to come up and manifest in physical ailments. Right, many of the diseases are caused by emotions that aren't going through their entire cycle. So psychological disability is giving you the ability to create choice in your life when you're stressed out driving down the highway and there's a whole bunch of traffic to give you choice in life when you have to give a presentation and you're stressing out. and But you realize that you have the tools in your toolbox to balance your emotional state and realize that I may be stressed, but at the same time, this is the same response that I could have if I was excited. These are similar. These are, these are similar responses. Maybe I'm excited. Let me change my perspective of how I'm feeling and just kill and do an amazing job at the speaking engagement. So that's what psychological stability means to be able to manage your state and no matter what hat you're wearing. I'm not saying that it's easy, but it's more manageable. It becomes more manageable as you tend to use these integrative practices daily. Yeah, I think that's really valuable. And and uh, first of all, ants, because we just had a similar ant experience. 
what is going on? We were on opposite sides of the country, you and I, and ants, they seem to be everywhere. But yes, I, I think a lot in terms of being responsive or reactive. When I am in a reactive mode, I'm letting the emotions express themselves unchallenged or unmanaged. And that's where my anger comes from. That's where my upset comes from. That's where my, you know, then my fight or flight mode is activated. And I'm in this uh, degree of upset all day long. Whereas if I'm responsive, I can take in that energy, notice what I'm feeling biologically in my body, notice what's happening, then label it. Because when we label it, we know, uh, based on research, that that diffuses um, the energy of the emotion. It be, we we're able to live with the feeling rather than be knocked around by the, the strict biology of the emotion and, and move on. That doesn't mean I always feel great. And like you said, it isn't always easy. But when you put these practices in place, before the trouble occurs, I do a meditation. I have a, a strict morning routine. I heard you say, I do that as well. I have these things in place every day, even when things are good, so that when the baloney and hogwash comes up in my life, I have a tool. It's like firefighters train before they ever have to go into a, a burning building. I feel like I'm, I'm training myself, my body, my mind, my mood, my whatever it is, to feel connected and engaged before the trouble occurs so that I have a, the training to handle it when it does occur. So uh, I think that's really valuable. What are some of the things you do, Chaz? You mentioned meditation. You mentioned getting sleep, going to sleep on time so you can stay consistent with your morning routine. What are some of the practices we can try? Oh, absolutely. So in the book, I also discussed this, but personally in my own routine, um, having an integrated morning routine is critical for me. Um, one of the things that I've realized when I went down the rabbit holes of trying to improve the quality of my life and read every book I could in personal development, I found that having a morning routine was one of the most effective ways to really change your day and then ultimately influence the entire quality of your life. Um, the reason why that is, is because typically... Most of us, when we wake up in the morning, the first thing that we do is grab our phones. Um, I forgot the percentage, um, but it's at least probably 50 to 60% of us. The first thing that we do is grab our phones and we're scrolling on social media and we are basically being influenced and controlled by all these marketing conglomerates and they want us to buy things and they want us to become fearful. And you set your day up like that and it tends to influence you throughout your entire day and not only that in the morning your cortisol levels are so high that stress hormone um so it's really important that you find ways to uh, regulate it so typically in the morning i wake up at 5 a.m um, i don't suggest that you wake up at 5 a.m i would just give yourself at least an hour before your day starts to set up at least three things that you can do for me that's a run I do a mile run in the morning. And then from that, I do a 20 minute meditation. And then from that, I take my shower and then I do 20 minutes of reading. Um, I don't suggest that you, you know, put, uh, do all of those in terms of the 20 minutes and 30 minutes. What I do suggest is you just try one of these because everybody's routine, everybody's structure of their day and how they like their day ran is a little bit different. But if you try to work and do one of these, you will see a difference in your day. 
you will be more grounded. You'll able to, you know, as Polly, as you mentioned, you'll be able to um, manage the adversities in your life because you're prepared, you know, mentally you're prepared. Your mindset is like, you almost feel indestructible. You almost feel like, you know, no matter what'll come to me, I feel like I can handle it. And I will tell you, Polly, it's something that you kind of, um, made me think about, you know, when I'm off my morning routine, I don't do my meditations. I do not exercise. I feel it and my stress arises. And then not only that, my, um, it's like that inner joy just isn't there. Um, I'm not able, I feel like I'm not able to, uh, manage my anxieties, my emotions and all the things and tasks that I have to do. And it's really strange because what we're trying to do is manage it but manage it to a point where we're doing it before something happens to increase the quality of your life. And that's what that's all about. Yeah. I, my routine is very similar. I get up early before my daughter gets up and I get her to school. I go for a walk. Now this is a new thing. I used to really put pressure on myself to exercise in the morning. Now I just go for a 10 minute walk. It it's, if I want to go a little more fine, but it's not about the exercise at this point. For me, it's about getting my body moving. I don't have on my, my podcast. I don't listen to anything. I'm not looking at my phone. I just go for a 10 minute walk just to get the blood flowing through my body, the oxygen to my brain to wake myself up in the sunlight. I come back, I'll do a short meditation usually. I, again, my times on that differ. I used to do like 45 minutes a day. Right now I'm oh, doing wow. about 10 minutes. It just depends where I'm at. It, it's not a job for me. It's just something I need to touch on every day. And then I go into morning pages. I write morning pages um, because I really love feeling my hand on the paper. And that's my routine. Now, has that changed off and on over the years? Of course. But the I think what I'm hearing you say, Chaz, is that's the grounding, right? We ground ourselves in our body and our minds and our spaces before the the active part of the day begins so that we are deliberate and then how we approach the day. So whatever it is for you that you do, whether maybe for you, it's you get up at six o'clock and you have a quiet cup of coffee while you're sitting in a certain chair in the house and you're just quiet and you're thinking and not on your phone or whatever it is, you've, maybe it's in prayer for you. There aren't wrong answers, but for me, it's, it is important to have a, a system of three things, a ritual that I go to every day to ground myself in my day so I can approach it more deliberately. And I'm like you, when I don't get those things in, even my husband will be like, did you, did you get to your meditation? We had to leave early last weekend and on friday and i didn't get any of it done and i just felt icky i felt disconnected so he he'll even know you need to get to your morning pages you know they're big fans of me doing the work now because i feel so much better and i act better too well isn't that interesting how you, when you start investing into yourself and then everybody around you feels that investment and then when you don't everybody around you also feels it so i think that's pretty interesting I think it's interesting too, and I think you made a good point before that if we're not investing in ourselves and putting that stuff to the the, the inner success, right, the, the success within, we have nothing on the outside to draw from, to create, to, we, we just get more and more depleted as the day goes on. So I think uh, to your point of the book, success starts within. Yeah. It, it, and the, the, Reassuring, 
reassuring news for me, Chaz, and the, the hopeful news is this comes down to us. It doesn't matter what's going on politically. It doesn't matter how much money we have. I, I It doesn't matter how much we weigh or what we look like, or it starts with me making a choice to, to pick me, to do the things that are gonna help me restore and be healthy and be engaged in the world. And from there, I think we can change the world outside of us. Yeah, yeah. The best way to change the world is to um, invest in yourself and to, to be the best person that you are. Um, and part of that is doing what's needed for your mind, body, and soul so you can truly actualize your potential and just tap into those inner qualities of who you are and the essence of who you are because everybody feels it. You know, when you yeah. when I invest in myself, my wife feels it. Um, yeah. And that allows me to be a better husband. And that allows you to be a better wife. Right. Yeah. All right. We're going to wind things up, but I want to draw your attention to one aspect that I read in the book, and I want to talk about it real quickly for a minute. You talk about the power of our minds and conscious thought. That's what we've been talking about here on the show. But you also, and I rarely hear this, and I'm a big proponent of this, you also mention the subconscious and how that can help us, how our unconscious mind can help us create healthy success within and, and externally as well. Why do you draw the distinction between the two and, and how can we work with our subconscious a little bit to create that? No, that's a really good uh, point there, Polly. And I think many of us, um, you know, when I started doing research, I didn't realize how much our subconscious mind actually has an effect on our habits, how we feel. So most people, I, I think it's becoming more popular, but our subconscious mind is like, they used to say 95% of who we are and our conscious mind was five. Now scientists are believing that our subconscious mind is like 99.9999% of who we are and our conscious mind is 1%. Um, the reason why that is, is, or I should explain the subconscious mind is because there are lots of involuntary things that are happening throughout our body. Um, you know, your heartbeat, um, the way that you react to certain things, um, how you were raised and how that ultimately affects the decisions that you make into the future. Um, your subconscious mind is kind of this catalog of, oh, it's like a supercomputer that houses a ton of information that are coming in through your five senses that are influencing who you are and who you will become. And the reason why I make this distinction between your conscious and subconscious mind is because your con your subconscious mind is 10 times more powerful than your conscious mind. So for example, I can give an example, which is, um, I think I included it in the book. Say you have a goal in your conscious mind that I want to work four hours a week and make this amount of money um, and work on the beach somewhere, right? So consciously, you have that goal, you read it, you written it down. But subconsciously, when you were growing up, you saw your parents struggle with money, and you automatically assumed it could be an it could be an unconscious belief that you may not be aware of. You automatically assumed that money is hard to get, or that it takes a lot of hard work to earn money. Um, now, when I was researching all this information, I was like, of course it takes hard work to earn money. <laughs> My parents have worked extremely hard to earn money. That's the only way that you earn money. But 
contrary to that popular belief, when you start researching a lot of different people out here, there are a lot of people that don't work hard for money and they enjoy what they do and they earn 10 times more than the individuals that are working extremely hard, right? So the reason why I'm bringing up this distinction is because as you start to work towards financial independence and abundance, right? That goal that you have in your conscious mind, your subconscious mind is already influencing your behaviors, right? So you're if you're on a sales job, you're not going to pick up the phone as confident as you might like to close the deal because subconsciously and unconscious belief, you believe that, you know, uh, earning money is hard. So you're going to unconsciously sabotage yourself. Now that's just one example. And because your subconscious mind is more powerful than your conscious mind, it unconsciously influences the decisions that you make as well as the decisions that you don't make. So that's why it's critical that you understand the beliefs that you have about money, about love, about happiness, about joy, about your entire life, because subconsciously those beliefs tend to reflect in your behaviors. And in the book, I discuss you know, how affirmations, becoming aware of your self-talk, um, even meditation all of these integrative practices and becoming more aware and gaining awareness can help to uncover those self-limiting beliefs as well as those uh, subconscious beliefs that may be holding you back that you didn't even know that was holding you back. That's why coaching, cognitive therapy, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, many of these therapy technologies are important because they tend to grasp and pull on many of your pattern of thoughts as well as your beliefs that you didn't even know that you had. Yeah, I think it's really important too that we know we can unravel those beliefs, right? This is again about being active and participating in our own life. I just heard one the other day, this this person I know wanted to feel healthier and she wants to lose some weight her words. And she said, but it's really hard. Everybody in my family is heavy. No, we have a hard time losing weight. And we slip these in because of our family of origin, our school experiences, the, the choices we've made throughout our lives, without even realizing that they are keeping us from the thing we want. I mean, even when I know what they are, I do it, right? Right? I, I fall into that default pattern in my life. I think what's important to remember is, is we can change that. And the process doesn't even have to be work. It can be fun. It can be self-exploration. It can be try something, play with your thoughts a little bit and your beliefs a little bit and watch what happens. You know, if you think you're going to see a green car everywhere, I wonder how many green cars you'll see today because it opens our minds to a different way of looking at the world. Yeah, it's it's important. It, it it's I think it's a necessary component to the human development of who we are and our consciousness. And if we don't learn it, then we're always two steps behind yeah. Um, because we don't have an accurate understanding of how our bodies work and how we can create change. You know, everything that you talk about, everything that I talk about, all these personal development speakers, we're trying to create techniques to, to stimulate change because when life gets hard, um, we either need inspiration, we need tools, we need techniques, we need something that's going to create change. And if you don't have an understanding of your mind and body, your soul, your reality um, in a concrete way, then you're always two steps behind. Yep, absolutely. All right. Pick up this book. It is worth your time. It's called Success Starts Within, Achieve Your Potential Through Radical Self-Care. Chaz Scott, 
Always a pleasure. Thank you for being here today. Holly, thank you so much. I got one quick thing here. Um, I I have, if people are interested, I actually have free eBooks on my website at chazscott.com forward slash free books. And there's three different eBooks that can help you achieve more with less stress, as well as unco- uncover some of those subconscious beliefs. Um, those are free um, for any of the listeners out there. And then website is chazscott.com. So that's C-H-A-Z-Z-S-C-O-T-T.com. You can find all of my coaching as well as um, the speaking engagements that I do. I also write a weekly blog and newsletter, um, all in relation to mindset tools to achieve more and stress less. And then last but not least, you can check out the book Success Starts Within on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and it is available for pre-order and ready to go. Um, And it'll ship out as soon as it's available. You can find my book, You Recharge, wherever you buy your books and join our community at polycampbell.substack.com. That's the Simply Said community where we will have links to Chaz's work. We talk a lot about these ideas through that column. And you can find me also on every social, Polly L. Campbell on Instagram and go to my website at polycampbell.com. Remember, when we take a minute to understand and work with our inner self-care and success, we create outer success. And that will help us all live well, do good, and be happy. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electric acid.